What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dogs Football Podcast. We come to you on a Monday uh, to discuss some things, give a small update. As everybody recalls, we gave an update on the, or the first of the offseason. Uh, and we got some unfortunate news. Obviously, we talked about the depth chart even and guys we can look forward to having. That will be the leading topic here of guys we are losing. We'll jump into that, along with some other stuff. We might have lost somebody on the on the uh, coaching staff as well with some other things. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, yeah, we'll kick this thing off. Like I said, some unfortunate news in the past week. Yeah, I guess uh, it's, it's unfortunate because we talked about it on the pod, and I remember saying myself, um, Nobody has hit the portal for us yet, and it just shows what kind of what kind of team they have built the foundation over there. And boom, right after that, um, it's hit us pretty good. Um, the first one, uh, Isaiah Hardtrip, a very promising young receiver, hitting the portal. Yeah, that's by far the biggest one of all, and it's it's come to surprise to us. Honestly, we know he's talented. And even on his transfer post, he had a picture of him hurdling a Kansas State player, which obviously that's the highest competition. And, you know, thinking that you can do stuff like that. And I think this goes to the fact that he thinks, obviously, he's a, he's really good. And he's been hearing from people, I'm sure, or things in general, that uh, he could go play at a higher level. And honestly, no, it's tough to say that. Honestly, he's got talent, but he's really only done it for one season. And he was third fiddle. It's like, obviously, people see him maybe at a big special teams role or something like that, but I think this is mainly because of him getting interest from higher levels, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets looks from that real quickly before we get into the post that he made. Then you see that he has been following a lot of high major programs. Yeah, he uh, recently, or I guess recently, followed a lot of a lot of high major programs, if I remember. I remember texting you a long list, and... Uh, if he's getting if he's getting interest from there, you really can't blame the kid. No, I think you said Mario Cristobal, who's now at Miami, uh, even Jackson State. We know Deion Sanders has been stealing guys all over the country. It'd be interesting if he would leave us just to go to there. I think that should be high on his list. If he and we haven't seen any, you know, him posting about any offers or anything yet. But so this only happened literally what was it a week ago today. Uh, so that whole week's flown by. It is unfortunate. We'll get, his post was, I would like to start off by saying I'm beyond blessed to have had the opportunity to play at SIU. I want to thank everyone who is a part of the university for all the support and love that has been given to me since stepping on campus. Uh, to the coaches, thank you for bringing me in and believing in me. I'm so grateful to have had learned so much from you guys, and for that, I, will ha- I have grown as a man and player. To my teammates, I'll forever cherish the bonds that we were made through my time at SIU. You guys are like my brothers, and I appreciate y'all for helping me get to this point in my life. With that being said, for a lot of prayer and talking with the family, he has entered the portal. I think this was worst-case scenario. We know Isaiah's uh, role. We talked about on the last one that he is the second receiver behind Avante, and I think we can be confident in the uh, Avante's status within the team. He was at the basketball game recently with a lot of his other teammates. Uh, and obviously, I, I find it hard to believe Avante would leave knowing that he can put up stats to be put on the map but because of his relationship with Nick Baker. I think if Nick Baker wasn't quarterback anymore or left or did something, I think that's where we can, we can see Isaiah or Avante and obviously his brothers here as well. So but I think Nick Baker connection has a lot to do with uh, his comfortability in the program. But Noah, obviously, Isaiah had a – he even said it. He had three years of eligibility left. Uh, this came as an utter shock because he knows the role he could have here. 
And like I said, I think it, it comes down to him knowing he could probably play at a higher level. Yeah, he, he definitely probably can. And uh, um, I don't know if it's taking any of the effects of maybe um, the lack of opportunities that Landon Lenore is getting as, as great as Landon was, the, the looks at the next level. I'm not sure if it has anything to do with that, what kind of future that would put Isaiah in on. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a shock. And the fact that, like we said, it's not a whole lot of sample size that he's going off of. Uh, like we said, special teams could be something huge that uh, people could go off of. I want to go here to what his even stats were this past season. Uh, he, let's see here, he had 75 ca- or 43 catches for 500 yards and three touchdowns. He averaged about 12 yards a reception. Uh, I mean, and we've seen the growth he has for his body, how physically better he looks and his blazing speed i mean it's crazy like it's not surprising i guess or it is surprising that he's leaving but surprising that he does think he can play at that next level uh, and i think that's turned you know we're gonna have to and we we know we brought in a receiver and hopefully we will continue to we know we got some of the wings we've talked about uh but that that's almost like a dagger into the heart because that's a guy you know you can't lose a guy that keeps you at the level that you want to be at, and now having to replace that or rely on somebody else uh, is just the utmost worse, and it does. It's ironic that we just talked about it, and it happened with nobody leaving in general, but just the fact that it's one of the most important guys moving forward. That is a dagger for sure. But Noah, we know there's another one big, and a couple big ones, but this one for sure as well. Giannini Belisari. We know he had a big year, had key moments in this season. Uh, young guy still, we know the, and we said in our tweet, uh, you know, what he's gone through is his family leaving Haiti and his grandfather convincing him to come to the States and everything. He's gone through a lot, no, and it's sad to see this, uh, Gene Ely, because he would have had a big role as well. Yeah, he, he would have had a big role. We know he secure, secured that starting spot next to Kevin Glacian um, last off season, and uh, was only a sophomore going to be, because of well, a COVID sophomore, and he had a bright future. Um, played big minute, played big snaps for us, a big run stuffer. Had really, really bright moments uh, last year, and uh, he was going to be an automatic uh, key guy for us this year. Yeah, he said, I want to start by thanking SIU. Thank you to my teammates. You guys are like a second family to me. I appreciate you guys because you all have helped me develop into the person I am today. And he said a thank you to the coaching staff for the opportunity and believing in him. And it was an honor to learn from everybody. And Noah, that just reminds me, uh, not sure what kind of interest he'll get. I, I'm, I think decent offer, especially at this FCS level still. Uh, but no, as we know, Chuka, who was our defensive line coach, and we'll get to his replacement to get Pat Coons, who's been doing a really good job since he's been here. Uh, but no, I wonder if Chuka leaving has anything to do with this. I'm, I'm sure, you know, their backgrounds, they could probably relate, I think, a little bit. I think he had a lot to do with Genie's success and his growth. I'm not saying that was the main reason, but it is ironic, Noah. We know defensive line is probably the biggest need going into the next season, and losing a guy like that hurts. I wonder if they couldn't obviously convince him to stay, or obviously that's just something you just let the player do if they're not happy and they want to leave you, let him do it. But I wonder if Chukal even had anything to do with it, Noah. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I think it's pro- probably maybe something to do it. We know uh, Chukal... Went down to New Mexico State to join Jerry Kill's staff, so uh, maybe he follows along because he's good enough to play at that level. Yeah, and that's, you know, they haven't had a whole lot of success even bringing Jerry Kill in there. That is interesting. He could play a place like that for sure. He's talented, and he you're, you're right, a run stuffer, which is exactly what we need. 
along with getting to the quarterback. It, it is unfortunate. We will miss Giannini, but we wish him and Isaiah luck moving forward. And then Noah, a third one, one that we said are not very surprised at because we know the guys we got bringing in. It's, it's made us think of uh, – it seemed like Clayton Bush's spot could have been up for grabs. We know he made really good plays this season. Uh, and he played a lot of snaps in this one. Him and Quay were back there almost all the time. It seemed like he was single high a lot for Clayton. And he is a pick machine. He's really actually a really good player. It's a fortune to see him go. No, he said, I'm officially in the transfer portal. I would like to thank SIU and the staff players, et cetera, for helping me grow as a man, as a football player. Thank you for welcoming me with open arms. I love every single one of you. And no, as we recall, obviously he's coming from uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, and he was good. We were excited to have him here, and he showed out. Even if it was for one season, Noah, it was a good season, and he'll have he'll have luck finding somewhere decent to go. Yeah, he's a he's a ball hawking safety, uh, very good. Um, it's yeah, like you like you said in our tweet, we weren't really surprised at this, um, but this this takes another way starter from that defense. We know we lost a lot already, and we know we got transfers coming in, but we don't know exactly what we have in them. Haven't seen. Um, other than tape you watch, we know they're coming from a higher level at the FBS. But, um, yeah, it's not really a surprise, but it's a, it's a guy that was well-liked. Uh, we know his family come to a lot of the games, and uh, we know the cir- circumstances he had um, leaving Western Kentucky. So uh, it's sad to see him go. Yeah, we, we've talked about uh, Dorian Davis, you know, maybe filling the role as one of the spots as well. But, yeah, we have Antonio Fletcher coming in. We have Leandre Thomas, Mark Davis, and we have these other guys that could fill in. You know, these younger guys that filled special teams roles could play a factor. So I think we could both agree, as it stands right now, obviously there has to be a lot of effort and, you know, earning of these positions. But Dorian and Antonio Fletcher seem like – and we have that on our depth chart here, uh, updated depth chart that we have those guys seem like – Antonio Antonio Fletcher seems like a guy with his personality, and he is a good player. I, I think it's inevitable for him to start – and I think he'll earn that. I think Dorian has earned that as well. So it is unfortunate. Uh, like I say, Clayton could play at a decent level somewhere else because he is a good player. He was a ball hawk for us this year. In this one season, he made he made difference-making plays, and it would have been nice to have moving forward. But we understand his position along with these other three. These are honestly – Giannini and, and Isaiah are so young that we could use them and win now without a doubt. I think those are the big ones. And like we said, we just talked about it. No one's left, and here's the depth chart. And then all these guys are gone. And we would have figured that we weren't going to have any because usually it happens right after a season is over. We know how crazy the portal is. seems like you're almost waiting too long to join the portal at this point after your season's over. So it is all unfortunate. We hope there's not a whole lot of more ones to come. Uh, but like I said, it's a lot of guys having to fill roles, and we'll have to just do a little bit, little bit more recruiting at those spots, don't we? Yeah, we got we got some a lot of room to grow. We know we got a couple of receivers still out there. Um, we're interested in, and uh, we're pretty good on DB, especially with the depth of the young guys we have there. But uh, D line is a big one. We gotta we gotta hit the portal on that one. Um, we know we we have guys out on the road recruiting now. But I did want to bring up I haven't mentioned this to you at all. But uh, I get on Insider Insider a couple times a week, just seeing what's everybody seeing if there's anything we've missed, maybe um, recruiting wise, because they do a decent job at posting. Uh, recruiting stuff and uh valley is his name on here is valley football so i expect he made me know a little bit but he did say on the yesterday morning he said sounds like hartrip and bush are staying putting after testing the portal opportunities 
somebody questioned him and said inside info seems like seems they both still have their transfer stuff on Twitter. And he responded and said, I guess anything is possible, but it sounds like Hartrip has rejoined or is rejoining team activities. Um, so um, I just didn't want, I wanted to put that out there, but it seems weird. I feel like we would have heard something by now. Um, yeah, it's weird. I know Todd Hefferman was still doing his job. We probably know some more inside stuff, but uh, haven't seen anything else posted on there. I get on there a couple times a week, see, what's left, see if we've missed anything, but uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. There's nothing confirmed, but uh, I feel like he wouldn't be just throwing that out there if that wasn't if there's not a op or a chance of that happening. Yeah, and it's I mean I'm kind of I'm blindsided by that. I mean I would think that all these guys would leave the option open. You know those guys seem did not feel like they were open ended uh, posts that those guys made. So we thought they were for sure gone. And there always is a chance of guys returning, obviously. I just didn't think that was a chance. I really hope he's right, but I don't know when we would see that. I mean, Isaiah, yeah, hasn't changed anything on his profile, uh, and he's got the pin tweet of his transfer. Uh, I pray that he's right if he says he's still team activities, because I wouldn't hope that they'd still allow him to practice with being in the portal. That obviously wouldn't be happening. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, he wouldn't just randomly say that, yeah, because you should keep that or go back to him if he just so happens to be wrong, because he should not say that if He's not exactly sure, but I, yeah, I wouldn't expect that to be so random that he'd be wrong. So I find it interesting that he may be honest. He may be it may be truthful because uh, I don't know if it, it. I guess it's different for everybody, but I feel like all these guys that are transferring within not if if not hours within at least twenty four hours, they're sh showing some kind of offers on their Twitter page. Uh, it's weird, but uh, maybe. They haven't maybe just uh, they haven't seen the interest they like. Um, maybe it's so he did. He ended up saying it sounded like they both, and he said said at the end that Hartrip was returning to team activities. So uh, I don't know. He says both. If we if they do, that's great for us. But um, leaning more towards Isaiah, we need back than Clayton. Yeah, and it's weird even that Giannini isn't one because, yeah, him and Isaiah would be the ones we want most, but Isaiah for sure because we got to have those playmakers. I pray that you're right because if I would have known that before, we wouldn't even have really discussed it in terms of him leaving officially and it being down at the dumps. So I pray that that guy's right for sure, so that'll be a wait and see. Uh, I wish he'd put his name on there because if he's wrong, he needs to be outrighted and told that he's wrong if he is. So that's not that's nothing to joke about. If, Especially when you know, like we said, we want to stay at this level, and guys like that give us the best chance, and so we don't have to replace them. So I, I pray that he's right. And even uh, Rick Haggerty, who's the father of Richie Haggerty, had a nice tweet that we liked. He said, if you are a transfer portal player and you're leaving a situation where you're being developed as a player and a young man and treated with the respect you deserve, you are leaving for the wrong reason. You may never play college football again. Make the smart move. Don't follow the crowd. And as we know, the transfer portal is big. Everyone's taking advantage of it because everyone – is able to leave and play right away. We don't, we're not sure how long this will be. I don't think it's a permanent thing, but it's been going on since the pandemic started. So I don't know if they're waiting on the pandemic to fully semi stop, which we know it won't, uh, of when this rule will happen. Cause they can't have it continuously guys leaving and playing right away and just have this constant movement. Cause it's, they need to have some, uh, fences around it. Like we've said for a lot of stuff, because it kind of gets out of hand, especially if they give them the option to return. Like I said, those guys didn't really make it apparent in their post that they wanted to return. But, yeah, if Isaiah comes back, that's the only one that really matters because, like I said, he's a game changer, one that is tough to replace. 
So yeah, we could see more of these, or we could see more of these guys coming back. We will have pods continuously through the offseason, updating on when big news happens. So yeah, we had to kick off with those big news. No, but some other big news. We know the offensive line had their ups and downs this year, but we know Trevor Olson, who's been the offensive line coach, has done a good job. He's disciplined. He's from the he played. You know, he's from. I'm assuming he was a really good guy. He's a really good recruiter. He's done well. But Noah looks like he's not on the staff anymore. And we and you noticed that this morning. It took SIU off of all of his Twitter, right? But we seem like we replaced him already. Yeah, it's. I seen it. I noticed it um, on one of the recent offensive line transfers we had, and they tagged Coach Dan Clark, who is now on his bio. It says Southern Illinois offensive line coach, which is pretty interesting to me. Then we saw today. Um, I'm trying to go back here. Um, we saw the other, or we saw today that Cooper Phelan, the kid from Harrisburg, the junior, got invited to junior days, tag Coach Clark, and nothing says nothing about um, Trevor Olson. Um, I'm trying to go back further a little bit here to see if there's anything else because I do know um, Ryan Chanley visited. He did not tag Trevor Olson as well. So, uh, yeah, but I just noticed that this morning I asked and. I looked at Trevor Olson, so he's taken everything off, so we do not know what happened there. I'd be interested to see. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I think his relationships with these guys coming in and these guys in general, I think definitely matters, and it's been a sticking point for keeping these guys happy and everything because, yeah, Ryan or Jimmy, they posted constantly tagging Trevor in their post, and it's tough. I, I don't think they would leave because of that, even though – if you're a coach and you're a position coach in football, you build the relationships with these players. So I think they would have a lot to say, and we would hate to see those guys go. But I don't think that's going to happen because I do think his replacement will do a quality job if they're tagging him and stuff as well. Uh, it's it's interesting, and it's unfortunate because even though when we see guys leave, they usually take a new job, which we haven't seen. But it's not like he's posting himself in new gear or with a new school, and it's just blank like he's just a normal guy on Twitter. So – interesting if he's even coaching at all he might have been like a bridge guy we know he's been here a little bit but he's he's younger um, but he has done a, a decent job so it is interesting I wonder if he's going to be back into coaching at all but I do think we got uh, a decent replacement Dan replacement and Dan Clark I would like to think uh, to keep these guys happy and we know that's pivotal for recruiting and all this stuff uh, so we wanted to get that out there because that did shock us this morning so we've lost a lot so far, but like I said, some of those players, and even some of the some of the recent players on the team have made posts about them. Pretty much like it's a goodbye. So it is a wait and see if they'll come back. So Noah, those are some some guys leaving. What about some updates on some more transfers we're in on and high school? Some offers. Yeah, we got some high school offers here to kick us off. Um, as soon as we got off our last spot, I believe this one came across our timeline. Jarius Steele. He is a defensive lineman from um, out in California, West Carson, California. He plays for St. John Bosco. He's a three-star. He's a little undersized at 6'1", 280. Uh, three-star, three-star recruit, though. So if he's playing for St. John Bosco out there in that kind of conference out there in the uh, Trinity League, he's two-time first-team All-State, first-team All-Press in the Telegram. Um, he's two-time first-team All-Trinity Trinity League. So he has a 3.7 GPA. We did notice he had a uh, preferred walk-on offer from Cal, um, but 
being a three star, I know he's a little undersized, but if he's all if he's first team all state in the state of California that produces so much talent, that's strange he's being this underrated. That's a good point, yeah, and I'm sure if you watch his huddle, he's pretty he's pretty good. And I think two eighty for a defensive lineman isn't, you know, the worst size I wouldn't think. And he's six one. I think that's deserving of three star. It is weird how he's being under recruited. But, I mean, Cal offering him a walk-on, you know, there's so many – at that level, there's so many people you got to go through that being a walk-on isn't the best unless you're a quarterback like Baker Mayfield or something like that. Walk-ons, especially at these positions, have a tough time. But, obviously, if you play well, then you get the opportunity. But that is, that is one I think we should steal because, uh, obviously, that's a position of need. He's got a good GPA. He looks like he's just a quality player. That would be a big one. Yeah, then uh, this one uh, actually had an in-home visit with uh, Tony Carter – um, Corey McCollop, an outside linebacker slash safety, 6'3", 235 from Davenport, Iowa. Or no, this is from uh, Oakleaf Plantation, Florida, uh, Bishop Kenny High School. Um, we visited him. He's a 2022 guy. Um, no offer out there, so uh, that's weird, but uh, our guys are on the road. Um, then another one is uh, Pat Coons has been doing a great job. He was on the road. Um seeing Eastern Michigan uh, transfer um, coming in. So he's out there on the road. I forget the guy's name off the top of my head. He doesn't really say it on his. Um, I have it on the list here. Um, Eastern Michigan. Uh, we say it. His oh, Twitter doesn't really help us out. Dazon Brooks, 6'3", 230 defensive lineman. So he, he was in home. Um, seeing him, there is uh, an offer out there, I believe, for him. Um, then, um, we talked about the relationships position coaches have, especially when you enter their household, that goes a long way. So Pat Kuntz has done a, Kuntz has done a great job. I think that says a lot. And these players know that and respect that. Then a Carl Sandberger, uh, Car- Carl Sandberg linebacker, um, six two two twenty first team, all conference, three year starter, 3.4 GPA, um, 2022 guy, Alex, um, I don't want to. Butcher his last name that bad. He's got a preferred walk-on spot. Shekshniak. Something like that. Um, that's a, a preferred walk-on. We know we got a couple preferred walk-on spots out there. Then another one, another high school guy, Nick Hills down there um, recruiting Desmond Hearns. He's an athlete, um, six foot 188. He actually played for uh, some guy, Coach Nick Hill. Coach, I did not recognize the name. Um He's a defensive back coach down there for uh, this high school, and they went, looks like they went out to a nice dinner. Yeah, I don't know. He looks like my head coach from college, Nick Hill, in SIU. So he's like that he played here or something because he definitely didn't coach Nick Hill. He's yeah, I don't recognize him. Yeah, neither do I. We don't recognize the name or him in general. Uh, but, yeah, Nick Hill's meeting him for lunch, it looks like, and developing these relationships and yeah, getting a scholarship offer. Uh, and t- I think Tony Carter's game changer in recruiting as well. The experience that he's had, he's paid dividends. So building these relationships to convert these guys, hopefully. Yeah, then some transfers were recently offered. Joshua Stevens, a 6'5", 310 um, offensive lineman from Georgetown. Grad transfer um, will graduate in May, his Twitter says. So uh, a must-have. That's uh, offensive line. We need a key piece there. We know we, what we lost. Um, some others, uh, Cooper Phelan, I just mentioned, uh, Harrisburg um, guy. He is a got invited to the junior days this weekend, so probably going to have some guys on campus, may see a couple more of those out there. 
Um, so that he, he's a big he's a big guy, six five, three thirty over for next year to look out for if we can land him. Real quickly, Joshua Stevens. He's getting looked at from some HBCUs, but uh, I think obviously with the talent of those programs, we compare ourselves a lot higher. I think if he wants to win, Illinois State's in on him. But other than that, I think that's a guy you got to go get. Then uh, another offensive lineman, Justin Red. He is a um, second-team FCS All-American, the MEAC Offensive Lineman of the Year, um, Norfolk State. Um, he's a big offensive lineman. That'd be another get. Yeah, he's what'd you say? He's six five, or how big do you say? Um, uh, six 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 five three fifteen. I was gonna say because we see him sitting in the car in his profile picture, we didn't know his height at all. But yeah, I mean these these guys that have the success and we're interested in him, and whether they're a grad transfer, he's a. I mean, even Justin Red could play guard. Second team FCS All American. I mean, I think these these are honestly must haves. I, I would say. Then the biggest must have happened an hour ago. A Washington State University transfer, a Pac-12 guy, 6'4", 230-pound defensive end. Um, you said he had offers from like Bethune-Cookman and some other smaller programs, Eastern Kentucky, Illinois State. North Alabama. Yeah. So uh, if he's coming from, uh, I'm not seeing if you scroll down farther. Lincoln University. Yeah, some smaller schools like that. So Pac-12 talent, we can get him here. He'd probably start right away. Uh, yeah, these guys with experience played at that level. If you're getting looked at, that's why you've got to push hard for these guys. You've got to convince them. And hopefully Pat Koontz, we know he's done a great job. And even going back to their, these players' post about us, it's always that Ralph post of Ole Miss guys chasing them down. So we can play with teams like that. And just in general, the recent success we've had, I think, would sell a lot of these guys. And we know defensive line, especially now, it's a big need. And he would be huge. Uh, to add, which we we mentioned Rick Haggerty, his son Richie, and outside of him, he needs an opposite partner. I think this guy could be one. Absolutely. That's a big get. And uh, that's a lot of it on the recruiting trail for us. Um, but another another Valley note is uh, FCS All-American and All-MVC player, DB uh, Northern Iowa transfer, Omar Brown. Um, he's headed to Nebraska. That's a big one there. Um, so he didn't he didn't hesitate to take that next step to the next level. Um, then the other one I wanted to mention is uh, Otis Way. Still not still hasn't seen any landing parts for him. So interesting to watch out for. He will find a home. I, I would I would say, or he he's really talented. Like I said, that game that we had against them could have changed if he made the trip, which we didn't even know to the day of. So yeah, a lot of good interest everywhere. What about uh, guys that we missed out on? We know of one that's going to Division Two level. Any other ones? Um, there's quite a bit. I do know today, I believe, uh, Jamal Cooney, the All-American return man, has withdrew his name from the portal. Um, other guys like that recently. Where, where was he at again? Uh, Dartmouth. He was the 5'9 receiver or athlete, an All-American return man. Um, other return man or other recent ones that I can think of, uh, Rod Green, a 6'5 offensive lineman from Grambling State, is headed to Tennessee State to play for Eddie George. Um, some things here, if I can think of some others. Lorenzo Hernandez, a defensive lineman from Monmouth, is headed to Western Kentucky. Isaiah Reed, Murray State defensive lineman, big body guy, is headed to play for Jerry Kill in New Mexico State. Jerry Steele and guys Chuka. from us now, and Chuka. So um, I wonder if that connection recently was from Chuka that we offered him when that happened. So that means if he would stay, we probably would land him. Probably. 
Yeah, then uh, I'm trying to think of some others here that I can think of. You said you had one off the top of your head. Yeah, that one division to uh, Haven Hadfield, I think is his name. Getting looked at from a lot of schools. He's headed to University of Indianapolis Division Two. That's just one I saw on the feed because we had to unfollow him. But uh, yeah, not a whole lot otherwise. You know, even like Chester Gruffard, I can't pronounce his last name. He's still available. Like yeah, just to go we'll keep talking about him. I'll go through real quick the guys that are still out there on the portal watch for us that we have offered. Um, Emmanuel Logan Green, a five-nine receiver from New Mexico, grad transfer. Bryce Miller, a five-time receiver from USF. Um, Darius Lassiter, a 6'3", big body receiver from Butler Community College. I'd like to have um, Jack Burns, a 6'3", grad transfer, Cornell transfer, offensive lineman. Um, you just mentioned, we just mentioned Justin Red. Miles um, Kitzelman, a 6'6", tight end from Hutchinson Community College. I don't think we need any more tight ends. Um, Tavion Coleman, a 6'3", um, 285 defensive lineman, Trinity Valley Community College. Just mentioned Dazon Brooks. You just mentioned Chester Gefford, uh, Butler Community College, staying there for the, through the spring. Um, Eli O'Shea, Garden City Community College, 6'4", 290, still out there. Uh, Paula, Paula Cree, defensive end, 6'4", 250, Columbia. Grayson Sherbino, 6'4", 270, defensive end, Bucknell. Um, Jason Johnson, who was getting a lot of higher-up offers, linebacker out of Eastern Illinois. Then some uh, other guys like Christopher Smith, a 6'2", safety from Garden City Community College. Abdul Latif Abdu, cornerback from College of Canyons, who's getting a lot of high major offers right now. Then Ethan Castleberry, a 6'4", outside linebacker from VMI. So um, that's all we got right now still out there. Um, other than that, uh, transfer-wise, uh, there's a couple preferred walk-on spots out there still left. Vincent Newsom, who's um, who we're really high on from Marion. Yeah, if Isaiah doesn't come back, that scholarship should go to Vincent. Uh, Brown Norton. Uh, Storm Norton's brother down a tight end out of, out of Nashville. Uh, Peyton Mazur, who I think probably will end up here, 6'5", offensive lineman from Christopher from CZR. Um, Offer-wise out there that are still fresh or are, are high school guys, Josiah Rawls, a DB out of Uly, Florida. Um, if we can get the Florida guys going on that. I mentioned Jerry Steele. Um, another guy, another quarterback, Patrick Carlton out of Carthage, Missouri. Don't think we need him. Um, Kyler Johnson, an athlete out of Cartersville, Georgia, um, that would be a big one. Toriano Tate, who we talked about a long time ago, an athlete out of DeKalb, hasn't landed anywhere. Just mentioned Desmond Hearns, an athlete. Jalen Carson, still available. Um, ben Clawson out of Arlington Heights, Illinois. Then uh, Charles Pierre Jr., uh, Oakey, Florida. So uh, a couple, a couple freshmen or a couple high school kids still out there, but. A couple preferred walk-ons, but I'd say um, we're portal watching right now. Yeah, and even we at the earlier ones we were talking about Tony Carter going to visit him. Uh, those 2022 guys, it's getting to the point where they need to almost, you know, obviously make these visits and make a decision because the off season will get here and they got to get in here when they're done with their high school careers. I feel like that's something that needs to happen from the high school level. Transfers, even we know guys are falling left and right, so it's important to get in at some point and get the camaraderie and just obviously know where you're going so there are a lot of guys still out there a lot of guys us even us two are interested in the team getting and i know the team will do a good job in finding these guys uh and yeah especially once it once it comes out about the guys leaving that arc that'll change the recruiting still and who you go get who you know you don't have to replace anymore that is huge news overall 
So yeah, a lot of a lot of players we're still in on. Hopefully we can land on some of the important ones. We do have uh, pick picking apart some that we want specifically, but it's all wait and see throughout this off season. Yeah, we do know the February the February signing date's coming up, so that'll be a big one to add a couple guys there. Do you know what exact date that is? Uh, no, I do not. I don't think Nick Hill said it specifically. That's probably around the probably around Valentine's Day, probably middle of pack of the month. But uh, yeah, it's that's another date to watch out for. Then we always know there's a uh, after spring semester's over. There's always a couple um, guys that enter the portal there uh, didn't like the way their spring went, maybe. And uh, there's always those guys that somehow trickle in that no one knows about, ends up on the roster, we know about there. So um, DJ Johnson being one of them this year, that's going to be big time for us next year. So um, interesting to watch out for. Did want to mention before we hop off here, um, our, our DMs, comments are open, mailbags. Uh, if, you, if we can get two or three, you could have a mailbag. If not, you probably won't hear from us till unless we have breaking news or something. Um, Till that February um, signing day, we can announce a full class and go over who we signed. But other than that, that's all I got. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll touch on some other things before we go here. We did want to get that out there, and we'll talk about it at the very end again. Uh, yeah, because you're right. I mean, the February day, this, the extra signing day is the most pivotal part for this offseason. So you're right. This is probably our last episode of the month of January. So let's jump into some other things. Noah, Jack Reardon, who's a special assistant to the head coach we just recently followed. Uh, he's a big time with some of these players. He posted today that some of these players are working out at the uh, in the weight room, and they were recently at the basketball games, and they took a picture. Some of the guys know even some of the running, and they were on the field recently three days ago working out at night once again. And he had a picture, I think, of the last home game. And something that sticks out to me, Noah, I think, did we recall after the season Justin Strong was going to have surgery on something? They did not mention it. Yeah, I don't think we – I feel like there was something there, though, about something he was dealing with. Not exactly sure, but Justin Strong is in a sling in this picture. But some guys stick out. I see Raheem Rowe. I see Tony Williams. I'm pretty sure uh, – Jeffrey Wells. Uh, Hunter Simmons. Keenan Agnew. Hunter Simmons. Uh, Ty Daniel. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's PJ in the mask and glasses, but a lot of these guys are here, and obviously, you know, obviously here working out that they are and they're going support. I'm pretty sure who was it? Uh, one of the guys we added went to uh, one of the recent guys we added went to the game basketball game and he tweeted about it. I honestly can't think off the top of my head uh, which one it was. I'll think of it here in a second, but it's good to see. Or is uh, uh, Douglas? Uh, pretty sure he said he was at, and he did eye emojis for Joshua Stevens earlier, which is something we wanted to point out. Uh, and I think he was at the basketball game too. So the camaraderie's there going, and these guys are on campus working. And even guys like Noah Marlin Houck, who we saw earlier today, was posting. He tagged the football team uh, videos of him kicking long field goals. So that's great to see. We talked about him and Jake Bumgard. It should be Jake Bumgard's guy. It's a wait and see, but he's kicking these, and it's always good to have a backup kicker. But also we know we're still looking for a punter. So hopefully, you know, all that's getting ironed out in a sense. So, yeah, great times, even though with the recent bad news we've had. But hopefully that does turn in our favor. Jack Rudin's going to have done a great job posting and giving updates on the guys working out. So that's how the offseason will play out. It'll be a big offseason for this program. So uh, now, Noah, quickly, some former Salukis. I, didn't, I did see recently that uh, Raphael Leonard, 
uh, got another opportunity or something recently. Didn't you see that as well? Yeah, I've seen that on our feed. I don't remember exactly. Here I got it here. Edmonton Elks, four American players, including receiver Raphael Leonard. So we know he was a receivers coach this, this year on the staff. It was great to see him around. One of the uh, really good talents in his short time or good time here. Uh, but he's getting another professional opportunity, which is great. Then no, there was something we kept getting notifications about. It was something involving Donovan Spencer, right? I mean, he got if I could find it here. It was a uh, blue, a CFL scout that was talking about him. Yeah, it was a uh, talking about Austin Eckler alum, Western Colorado. Donovan Spencer alum, Western Carolina. Must be a, a WC thing with undersized running backs and big playability and versatility. He rushed for 500 yards this year. Talked about us. And, yeah, he'll, he'll get an opportunity. We're going to miss Donovan. He was great for this season. So we're always going to touch up guys, these former Salukis, and their pro and their pro careers. Uh, we wish Donovan the best of luck. And, Noah, quickly, I'm pretty sure Coach Adam Cruz, uh, an English teacher, associate head coach somewhere, posted that Mizzou, Notre Dame, and Wisconsin and us were coming by the U-High to talk about the young men that they have at uh, – all these people do these – abbreviations for schools and I never know where it's at SLUH football some high school but we're in there with those top-notch schools visiting and looking at players I just saw that on one of those so uh, a lot of stuff going on and it's great to talk about about what could happen for the future now I know some quick things we'll touch on Craig Haley had his way too early preseason top 10 and it appears that he had us at number eight on that if I could find it before uh, you get to it if you got it in front of you. I got it loaded here shortly. Here it is. Uh, starting at number one, uh, no surprise here. They're supposed to be better next year. North Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State right behind them. They get NBC Player of the Year. Uh, Mark Gronowski back. That'll be a big one. Um, Montana. Montana State. Missouri State at five. Sacramento State at six. Kennesaw at seven. Then we are at eight. Um, he said, how about the, or he said the skinny, between the spring and the fall season, Salukis has eight top 25 wins. They will simply outscore opponents with quarterback Nick Baker, wide receiver Vontae Cox, running backs Javon Williams, Romeo Elliott, and Justin Strong. The defense should be solid in the secondary on the D, and on the D-line. He said, how about this? The Salukis ranked number one in the FCS regular season and turnovers game before finishing third overall with 28. Yeah, it's interesting that some of these guys are high on us going into the next year. We thought we were going to look good before some things hit the fan recently for our program. Uh, but, I mean, he's right. We do have talent. We have playmakers. Uh, he said the defense should be solid in the secondary and on the D-line. Uh, he obviously hasn't done his homework. If he listens to our podcast, he would know that we're not very deep at D-line and our defense is solid in the secondary. He needs to slow it down with the D-line. That's still a work in progress, but... He's right on the offensive end. We do have playmakers. It'll be interesting. We know there's been some – I mean, having us eighth is kind of a surprise, though. I mean, we know there's good FCS programs, uh, and we were uh, – lost North Dakota State. Yeah, they will be the number one team without a doubt. South Dakota State's interesting as well, and a lot of transfers could obviously impact a lot more in the FCS. And then, no, I think FCS Fans Nation had one as well that we retweeted. But, of course, I'm going through my phone trying to find everything possible. To uh, do you have it in front of you? I do not. Uh, they had us. They had us in a ranking as well. We retweeted it. Uh, I guess it's no big deal because I even can't scroll to find it. I'm not worried about it. So there's something that, like I said, some of these things are uh, having us really uh, high. I think they had a YouTube stream discussing next season, and I think they talked about us in general. So 
uh, like I said, a lot of these teams have high hopes for us that we hope to have for ourselves as well. And there was something else that uh, that somebody posted about uh, our top five. I wanted to discuss this here at the very end. A top five, uh, and of course, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about, I guess, but some guy, Barry Bettino on campus, had a thing about us that I know we retweeted that had the five question marks going into next season. Uh, I really wish I would have had it prepared because now I'm just sure scrolling trying right to find it. Okay, go over it. I will find it once it loads here. Yeah, uh, ChicagoNow.com, if anybody wants to go find it on our save. Five burning questions for us uh, for 2022 Southern Illinois edition. Um, the five burning questions. Number one, how can SIU maintain its stature as a top 10 team? Um, he goes on to write a couple things. Number two, who will be the next generation of leaders for this team? We know we lost a lot of leaders. Who will step up there? Um, number three, what's next? What's the next step for SIU's passing game? Um, we know we have Nick Baker and Avante Cox. We know we lost um, some other guys. Um, number four, are these are are there gyms coming to the Carbondale via the transfer portal? Um, we think so. There's a we we've already landed a couple, and then we think there's more on the way. Then fifth, he said, what's the first measuring stick for 2022 um, for SIU? Obviously. Um, Add Incarnate Word is is your first game, and you got that Northwestern battle. But yeah, that's an interesting interesting topic. Yeah, let's start with that fifth one. I mean, I would say because we think we do have a decent schedule, that especially uh, to kick off with that will be a measuring stick. Uh, that'll be right away for their expectations, and that leads us into the fourth. We get these transfer portal guys with along with the guys we've already had at key positions that we like our chances going forward. It's all about getting to that week one and knowing what your measuring stick could be and what your team could be. Number three with the passing game, and he mentions uh, Isaiah, of course. Hopefully he would return, but losing Jerron Rollins, losing Landon, yes. Counting on Avante to be that guy. He even mentions, though, at the end, that we've said Zach Gibson, we said show that he belonged in the reps he got this fall. That'll be a wait and see. Hopefully he steps up. Uh, and we have a couple guys obviously behind them, who the next generation of leaders will be. He is 100% on that because losing a guy like Zavion and a lot of these super seniors, that will be key. It's obviously got to be the quarterback, and it's got to be a lot of these other guys that have been here for a while. He mentioned Devontae as well, and Javon's got to be a big leader. Obviously, our best players have to be those leaders, but hopefully somebody branches out and becomes that as well. Even losing a guy like Bryce Notre, big leaders on both sides of the football we are losing. And then uh, – how can we maintain its stature as a top 10 team? Well, I guess we were a top 10 team at times, and then we fell off a little bit. For us, it's about consistency. Staying in the top 10, staying near it. We talked about last season's team was the do-it-all team, especially if we lose guys, depending upon how the rest of the offseason goes. You know, these are high expectations that people are putting on us, even that we know from the ins and outs of this program what it should be compared to the outside look and what they would view, I guess. But – uh, it's all about obviously quarterback play and who you got around you and you know flip-flopping a lot of replacing a lot of key guys that will be key with a lot of new faces on this team so everything is still a wait and see we're hoping we can maintain a top 10 team all year and get a top 8 seed that's all wait and see so uh, that's a good article to discuss because we will even have our own questions going into next season uh, obviously seeing how this offseason turns out so that was something good because like Noah said, if you guys got DMs of any questions or anything, we like to think that we know a lot about these programs and what we can answer you guys' questions. If you have 
any and hopefully you know people that listen to these pods you know get the information they need and a lot of this stuff we cover everything big with football and basketball so yeah our dms are always open to uh notify us so no final thoughts before we wrap this up yeah it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what happens with those guys that possibly are still open to coming back um but there's some there's like he's like uh gary or barry just said there's some there's some key gems out there still on the transfer portal we can land so uh hopefully we can snag some of them for this signing day coming up and uh yeah hopefully like they said they've been they've been getting to work uh, team activities have started for winter camp um we know ty said something about that so um it's going to be a big spring for growth of this team uh, we got some we know we got some young stars um that just need some work to get in here um because we've had some good recruit classes the last couple of years so um yeah can't wait yeah i think seeing these guys work out seeing these guys you know offers outside even, even uh marlon hauck practicing and tagging us like all these guys are excited to get going and obviously the relationships we continue to build like all these guys like jack reardon are running practices with all of our coaches on the road and recruiting and stuff so i think we're in a great position moving forward and you're right i think the biggest thing of all is knowing the potential of maybe hopefully isaiah hardship changing his mind and returning that is all a wait and see and all just rumors as of now so hopefully that is right i think that's the biggest takeaway from all this along with getting big in the transfer portal and making a difference in that by the time we talk next in that February by that signing day. I think we'll definitely keep adding guys. It'll be a fun offseason to come. We will keep everybody updated, but probably won't see you guys till February. So, for Nate Malone, no alert. until next time, go dogs.